everybody, and welcome back to Modern Geekdom. On this week's episode, we're talking science and a little bit of tech. Stick around. Julie, do the thing. Modern Geekdom. Are you pondering what I'm pondering? I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Modern Geekdom. Would you kindly shut your noise hole? Exterminate. All systems go, Michael. Give it your bottom. Uh, hell with it. Modern Geekdom. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Another week. Welcome. Hey there. Another awesome discussion about some pretty interesting topics. Yeah. So we were talking about science, finally. I mean, it's been a while since we had a real good science discussion. Let's nerd it out. Yeah. We've had some other things there's going on. Yeah. And it's like one of those things that there's a ton of stuff constantly popping up in the world of science that we always seem to have conversations offline about. So now we decided we're going to actually have one recorded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, and here's so, the thing too, is there's so many little things that pop up that are surrounding science as well as technology in the realm of science and what it would mean for humanity and stuff like that, that um, like, it's absolutely worth having a good conversation about. I, I just want to ask you guys right up front, because this is kind of one of those things that has been going around and causing havoc for a while. And by yeah. a while, I mean for a year and a half at this point. Um, there was an article and quite a few of them actually written about the Russian bots on social networks. And there was a, a couple of, uh, companies that were following and tracking all the information according to the Russian bots to see how influential that they actually were when it came to not I'm only... I'm not really familiar with the Russian bots. Can you kind of okay. tell me what it was? So basically... No, I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like basically, <laughs> these bots influenced not only the American election in 2016, but also the UK election or the... Yeah. So basically, the United Kingdom's vote for Brexit of that same year. Oh, and no. so... It's just one of those things that this company has been tracking all this information and they, they finally came out with their report and they published it. And it says that there was enough influence. And this is the amazing thing about this. There was enough influence by these bots. And bots, again, again if you don't know what they are, they're basically just little programs to try to focus your attention on very specific information, whatever the programmer wanted you to look at, whatever you wanted you to know, whatever you wanted to feel, whatever like that, they're designed to draw your attention toward them to shift your perspective and hopefully influence you in one way or another. And that's what supposedly happened in 2016 with these bots and the American election and the United Kingdom election. So, it's not quite sure what we're going to necessarily do about it, but there was enough evidence there uh, that the margin of error would have been overcome for Donald Trump to have technically lost the election had the bots not actually <clears throat> done what they were doing. And so the same thing goes with Brexit. The, the United Kingdom would not have left the European Union had the bots not done their thing. Can I just point out, too, that right now Twitter thinks I'm a bot? Yes, and, then, <laughs> and that's the incredible thing is that yeah. that's been going around. Can I just point too. out also that he uh, he lost the popular vote by millions of votes. Yeah, so well, those are just illegal immigrants. He did lose the he <laughs> he did lose the election. Yeah, but whatever. But that's the amazing anyway, thing that that's coming out I'm of joking. this is you know like this is not just necessarily a technological thing, but like 
it's the way that this technology has influenced enough people to to you know push an election in one direction that it probably wasn't going to get pushed in because of this technology because of you know what these people were doing they have it figured out too like in certain regions like wisconsin and michigan and things like that you know yeah 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 they're drawing in so much information that they knew exactly where to target they knew exactly who to target who would be the most easily influenced and and that goes for the united kingdom as well um the you know these researchers these you know these uh the people who actually created the bots they figured out exactly who to go after to who to influence to be able to push their agenda with and that's what they did and it's amazing to me that like they were able to figure out that in the united states they the the bots roughly um added uh, something like 3.23 percentage points of the actual vote and pushed that towards trump which was wow. enough, which is like 3.23 percentage points is a lot. Yeah, especially when we're talking That's about beyond the margin lost by, you know, yeah. almost 3 million votes, but more than 3 million votes, 3.5 million oh, votes yeah. he lost by. Whoops, sorry. But <laughs> that's just it. Like it, it was enough that it goes beyond the margin of error. Right. And it's just like, and, and, and apparently, whatever the statistics of it were for the Brexit vote over in the UK, it was the exact same deal. And so this is one of the first times in all of our history, and this is not something that is necessarily new. Like, we knew that this sort of thing was happening back in 2012 during that election. There was all sorts of fake news back then and all sorts of social media uh, influencing and stuff like that back in 2012. This is the first time in our history that it came to be that a technology like this is actually influenced real-world political results. Not once, but twice. And what does that mean for, you know the future of social media what does it mean for the future of the net what does it mean for elections worldwide all that sort of thing is up in the air right now but it's just it's amazing to me that 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 they've finally figured this out and and this company national bureau of economic research um or the rather not necessarily company but national bureau of economic research came out and you know with this information well dude that that reminds me of uh like what? Well, a, what was the what's the solution to that problem? But B, I was watching an interview with one of the former executives of Facebook, and he was quoted as saying, "These technologies are quote uh, ripping apart the social fabric of society," which yeah. like, you know, it like it is. So yeah, to to your point, it's like, what what's the answer to a problem like that? Absolutely. You know, I mean, this this is just what people need to figure out right now is is how do we move forward? Like, if if we can be conclusive that this sort of thing. Well, what did happen because of those influences, because of that technology? Here, here's something that I see too, though. Like, um, I, I see a lot of people being offended by this this kind of news. Go, this didn't influence me. No Russians influenced me, um, and, and that's going to kind of gum up the dialogue a little bit. Uh, yeah, because yeah. a lot of people want to I mean, make themselves I, out to be smarter than they actually are. Uh, well, and I, well, I do think that it needs to be remembered, though, that I, I think that needs to be held like close to the chest in the sense that like you know maybe it wasn't maybe it was three percent like that's still a lot of people that yeah that felt that way and yeah. that says something it doesn't you know that's not a good or a bad thing it's just a it just has a certain set of implications yeah and that's that's why they cast such a wide net too and that's why these things were so effective is because they cast such a huge wide net that that 3.23 percent 
that those that 3.23 percentage points was enough. Yeah. Because that was a, more than what the um, what the margin of error was for polling. That was more than the margin of error for um, literally everything yeah. around this election. Yeah. So, speaking of predatory ads, oh. <clears throat> have you seen the article about the giant predatory worms that are invading <laughs> France? Get the fuck out of here, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Giant yeah, predatory They're, they're worms. the things of nightmares. Oh my god! I don't want to see this. Um, yeah, they were uh, they were posted a couple articles back in the in the chat, but they'll uh, they'll be available for a post. But yeah, they are they are one hundred percent the things of they're nightmare. flatworms. Oh, they're grown to be a foot geez. long, and and some guy in in France is just taking pictures of them in his backyard and sending them to the uh, oh. Natural History Museum in Paris. And the guy thought it was not real, but he keeps sending more. <laughs> this is real i promise apparently they do something horrible where uh they immobilize their prey with a with chemicals it just sounds oh, ugh. No. yeah yeah well yeah they're hammerhead flatworms which uh-huh. really sounds ridiculously a ominous footlong. like yeah. that like that's kind of the like in my head I, I imagine that that's the same species as the things from tremors <laughs> And like, <laughs> yeah. might like, as well be at this point. Like, so that this, right? Like this is gonna be. This is you know the next thing you know we're gonna be you know local farmhand winds up dead from <laughs> from strange underground fucking worm immobilized <laughs> by chemicals. Uh, oh, it's awful. I just I find it hilarious and disturbing at the same time that nobody noticed for twenty years almost. They're fucking two French. decades. <laughs> nobody. Wow. Nobody even paid attention, and this is well. That's you say that in a mockery tone, but like the French are not stupid. Have you ever eaten? No, no. I'm yeah. Like, I'm that's I'm, that's I'm that's literally. I'm literally saying that as a giant joke. Yeah, because yeah, but exactly. Fuck the French, though. <laughs> but it's like, I, although I am surprised, I'm as kidding. it was brought up earlier, I am surprised that they haven't been eating. <laughs> yes, that's 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 it too. It's like I'm surprised that they will <laughs> some now. Garlic, you know some that butter. they'll go forward, and it'll it'll be some yeah. new delicacy. <laughs> a lot of butter. <laughs> a lot of butter. Like, F S cargo. We're we're having hammerhead. I can just imagine they kind of like <laughs> you saute them yeah. and they kind of curl up into little you know little coils. Oh, <laughs> ah, I can picture it now. I guarantee you, there's some little Frenchman over there thinking about. I wonder how I could cook that thing up. Oh, a new national dish here. Yeah. It'd be the um, give it give it till the end of the year. The hammerheaded. Now that they're certain of it, hammerheaded <laughs> worms frites. <laughs> Yeah, oh, yes, the frites. Yeah. That's the way. Well, to go. and it, it, I, I do love, and I know that you mentioned this before, Aaron, but I, I do love that it, it <laughs> the, the the one line in this article where it says it produces a potent cocktail of chemicals to immobilize <laughs> their prey. Oh, uh, like, that's so bad. Just maybe that's why portions of the French countryside smells. Oh, oh my God! It's been the flatworms this whole time. A lot of dead creatures <laughs> decomposing. Is that it? What? From the flatworms? Yeah, just this potent cocktail of chemicals. Kevin, you just made a fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Count it. Oh. Speaking wow. of which, there was another article that I that I saw um, that that I posted back. Um, you know, speaking of potent cocktails <laughs> of chemicals, um, that uh, it, it poses a question, and I thought it was kind of interesting in reading it. Um, should we not be looking at going to Venus? Uh, instead of Mars, or at least alongside Mars, like to try and study, since it's 
it, it's more closely linked to to Earth as in terms of size and you know at least Venus at this point still for the most part has a, an atmosphere even though it's kind of a greenhouse greenhouse it, effect it gone does wild melt metal um just being on it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no I wow. one of the, one of the things that I thought would be interesting um just in the in the limited span of, of what we have the ability to do the, the this article that I was looking at talks about a probe uh, that it would um, that it would send out uh, called the <laughs> automaton rover for extreme environments like <laughs> which basically uh, which basically uses a mechanical computer and logic system so what oh. it would do is it would communicate with a uh, basically like a probe balloon in the you know high altitude of Venus and what it would do is inscribe uh, data onto phonograph style yes. records and then launch them on a balloon to the drone. I love this. <laughs> wow. It, it's so high and it's I thought this would be right up your alley Aaron because it's like super steampunky yeah. when you well, think about extremely, it. Well it's extremely high tech and extremely <laughs> low tech all in the same <laughs> <laughs> to, to achieve uh, the same purpose. Right. Uh, wow. No, yeah, it's fantastic, and I, like, I think it would be, I, I think it would be amazing. And there's some, there's some good points in this article. I like this. Like, just like to see some animations <laughs> describing it too. You know, just <laughs> this is how it works. Yes. Uh, yeah they they have a uh, they have an artist mock up, but they don't have a they don't have an animation soon. That, that needs to happen. Mm. Yeah, once NASA gets involved, they'll have an like an actual animation. <laughs> Yeah, been really debating this yeah. thing, but see, there, there is my question because <laughs> I've been trying to follow along with the Mars missions as much as I can because I'm really interested to see when we eventually send people to Mars to check it out, and that calls into question, like, okay, if Venus is maybe more of a potential place to go than Mars is, is it? I don't know. I don't know if it's more of a potential. They both place. sound really that, shitty. One of the things <laughs> that it does address in the, uh, the in the article is that <laughs> one of the one of the the paragraph titles is a manned mission to Venus, <laughs> and it goes, "It's possible, but not if you're talking about landing on the surface." <laughs> yeah, and that's just it too. Oh it's like God. that's where it calls into question. Like if we we're going to colonize Mars, we need to be able to create an atmosphere on mars is it easier to create an atmosphere on mars or is it easier to clean up an atmosphere on venus well we can't clean up the one that we have now exactly so (laughs) i you know who knows at at this point it's probably worth taking a shot at just creating a whole new one maybe in 50 years it'll be a different story with different technology be able to clean up mars or Or maybe we'll just all be dead yeah (laughs) At that point, hey. yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we will that. we will have become yeah, Venus. Speaking of creating <laughs> our own environment, we'll, we'll have become the, Mars. Same av- we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll have the same average surface temperature of eight hundred and seventy-three degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, no, you know what, though, man, it's a, it's okay because we're going to develop artificial embryos of people that can withstand any temperature. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I don't see that happening, but yes. Well, we got to come up with they they keep coming up with amazing new uh, advancements in space travel anyway, and and they have to. And one of them that I saw was um, genetically engineering or the potential right now. It's just potential to genetically engineer astronauts for long term space flight. And of course, didn't we just talk about the apocalypse last week? Yes. Okay. Uh Yeah, but it's like if you're going to send people 
to any of these places, not Mars necessarily, not even Venus potentially, but like beyond those areas outside of the solar system, you'd have to be able to get people capable of of travel. And if it's not the human body in and of itself, then it's got to be some sort of technology that will be able to keep them alive through those travels. And it's it's a problem that's being worked on. There's been a lot of you know movement towards uh, being able to just go to Mars, you know, fully awake, not having to worry about getting the sleep pods or cryogenics or anything like that. So, but I mean, even along those lines, I just shared with you guys um, an update about the NASA's EM drive, the impossible drive. Yeah. Oh yeah. So here's another update. Uh, not quite sure yeah, if it's I saw necessarily that it may be impossible. Yeah. The impossible <laughs> drive, which is theoretically awesome might absolutely be a bust we don't know but apparently the uh the question is yeah, now more tests that needs to be done yeah because they may just be picking up background uh, radiation observing right you know and that's what i always uh, i find hilarious but here's the thing about science too is the fact that you it happens all the time in science and so many different disciplines that these amazing discoveries happen but you have to be able to collaborate them and yeah. you need to have yeah, it's not different... religion. We're okay if it breaks down. Yeah, you need we'll to have multiple. Else. You need to have multiple science uh, scientists in different areas running the same experience to try and get the exact same results, and to see if if things hold up, if discoveries actually hold up. And this is what NASA is doing right now. There was a certain group of scientists who who came up with the initial um, uh, theories, and and they came up with the initial results. And now NASA's testing those you know results to see if they're actually you know real and one thing that they did seem to find out recently was that some of their initial results uh you know the fact that the m drive was was creating um was actually putting out some form of detectable thrust and stuff like that might have been caused by a microwave in the building in the vicinity of the lab God damn it, Johnson! <laughs> Why are you eating up your popcorn while yeah. we're running the test? What? <laughs> just like, Sorry. Well, like that's amazing to me. Well, Sorry. The, like these are the things that we absolutely need to. As scientists, these are the things that the scientists absolutely need to know about so that they can design better tests and design better testing areas. Because if you can yeah. detect a microwave oven that's in the break room, you know, however many yards away, dozens of yards, <laughs> hundreds of yards away, then you need to create a new environment to do those tests in yeah so now that they know that this is a potential they need to come up with new forms of um tests to see if this thing actually works because if it doesn't work well then maybe the original team had the same problem maybe they had a microwave oven that was a little too close ah, it's amazing that's though. unbelievable yeah but again like the the one thing that's awesome about it is that they did realize that but that it's, was... a, it's a success story of the scientific method. Yes. Like, they, they're not just immediately jumping to, yeah. hey, this 100% works. It's a matter of, hey, we've got one result. We're trying to then duplicate the result utilizing the same method, and we're not able to duplicate it. Why? Yep. And they're realizing that it high by a high likelihood it could be it could be. Uh, just a completely innocuous item that's in the same building in the vicinity of the testing area. 
And that's yeah. what you have to do. You have to rule out all of those things. That's why the scientific yep. method is the way it is. Like you have to rule out all of those potentials. And then that was a definite potential. So uh-huh. now they have to rule it out hundred percent and then move on from there. So yeah. it's awesome. And these are the same group of scientists also though, that went to take pictures on the space station and didn't bring them. Out oh, I love that one. Uh, I mean, that's, so. that's just the most fun human error. And I, 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 I'm going to have to preface that with, I don't know exactly how reliable the register is. That that's where this article came from. I I think it's I think it's hilarious though. So yeah. either way, I I'm I'm spreading fake news possibly at this point. But fake I news. love the the conversation <laughs> that that they outlined in this article. Yeah. <laughs> Question about the GoPro real quick. I'm pushing the button, but I see no SD. <laughs> that just, that's so shocking, man. <laughs> Like, come on. But, I mean, that happens. How many times does it happen I'm to, not... like, everyday people? They go out and they want to take oh, yeah. some yeah, pictures but... with them and they just – they don't know how to use their camera. Yeah, But well, it's different. Everything. It's different when you are taking this camera out and you the, – the, the environment that you're taking it out in, you have to make sure that all of these other things are checked off first. Yeah. yeah. And you have a massive so checklist. if nothing else, it. why is your checklist not including – memory card in the camera <laughs> well yeah the technology that you're bringing with you presumably everything surrounds the spacesuit and the propulsion system and then the tools whatever tools that you're bringing with you presumably that camera would be part of the tools they obviously knew to have a battery in it <laughs> right yeah i mean it's it's not like this guy's bringing a game boy or something out yeah. there <laughs> you, you know i love it hey though. uh we're about to do a spacewalk, and uh, I want to bring my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I just find it hilarious well, because that's, that's one of those things that you just know that you know your parent is going to have an issue with, and they're going to say the exact same thing. You're just going to laugh and go, ha, even astronauts are doing that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Oops. Smart people mess up. Oops. Well, speaking of ridiculousness. The scientists are trying to find DNA of Loch Ness monster. Oh yes, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's but, the new ev- could, way it, of hunting. It could have been like you know, I mean, there could have been something at one point. You know, I mean, there's there's some pretty big, some pretty big. I want to see a really so. big sturgeon. That's what I'm kind of hoping for. <laughs> yeah, those are Dude. weird looking fish. I'm down. But that seems like an incredible amount of, like of work for something as stupid as the Loch Ness monster. Dude, yeah, this, uh, I'm not, I'm not quite sure it's really worth it. Listen to this dueling neural networks thing that they're working on. Uh, it promises to bestow AI systems with imagination through allowing them to essentially spar with each other. Oh yeah, that's I, the once again. I do you want Skynet? Because this, <laughs> this is how, is you, how get you get Skynet. Skynet. This is how you get Skynet. <laughs> like, I, I mean... This is step ha- one. Ha- having Duplex schedule my hair appointment is one thing. Yeah. Giving the fucker imagination is a totally another... It's a total another <laughs> step. Yeah. yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> the Skynet uh, checklist. I'm not, crea- I'm, not a, I'm not as creative as my AI. <laughs> like, well, the, uh, the sad oh. thing is you're putting a lot of people's jobs at risk. Like That's the one thing that human beings have over any sort of robot right now jobs. is our ability to 
be creative. So the creative arts and stuff like that is underappreciated as most of them are right now. Like at least they weren't yeah. under threat of automation. Yeah. <laughs> now you're kind of threatening that entire segment of the uh, of the economy as well. Well, does that mean yeah, we just sit in barco loungers and eat food and drink beer all day? And like make, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, dude, we're gonna movie. ride around in 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 lazy boy hover that's, chairs. That's a that's a good point there. It's two in routes: low gravity, Skynet or, or Wally. You know what? Instead of watching TV, we were probably in a Matrix type, be in a Matrix type like computer simulation, nah, yeah, just doing Wally. whatever the hell you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. If we are in the Matrix, I just want to know. I'm totally happy being a battery. Well, I've <laughs> said this before. Just let me be a lucid battery. You should need to put that. He said that he found computer code in the fabric of the universe. You know what that means in reality. I have no idea, but that's what he said. He said he found binary code written into the fabric of the universe. And Neil deGrasse Tyson interviewed about uh, interviewed him about it, and it was fascinating. Even Elon Musk is on board with that entire theory that we're all just in one massive computer simulation. Right, yeah, I.e., I'm totally yeah. down. Yeah, because I mean that that just opens up so many possibilities. I I think it's that's one hell of a code. I just I just want to be I just want to be a I, I want to be a superhero or a Jedi. Yeah, like come on, let me like, really yeah. have some like, fun. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, also, if I'm gonna be a battery, like that's cool. Like I, obviously, I'm not gonna you know, I'm not like, you know, not I'm not looking to take down the Matrix. I just want to have some fun, man. Yeah, man. Come on. Well, that would have been a better answer. Oh, my my yeah. daughter asked me last night when she's going to bed if there are superheroes. And I go, no, nah, not really. Do they come out at night? <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, honey. So it'd, yes. it'd be nice. That's why we don't really know about them. Well, yeah. Come out at night. You know, we're in a simulation here with the Matrix, and, you know, we just got to figure out how to hack into it. We can all be superheroes. And we could come out yeah. at night or do it during the day. It doesn't matter at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and yeah, like if if it is a code, like you said, Chad, that's one hell of a code. That is one hell of a code. Be- it also begs the, the the statement that's one hell of a coder. Doesn't mean it's a sentient thing. It could just be a process of like super string, like crazy bullshit that ultimately spits out this pattern that goes fractal and just repeats. Well, I, I think well, see, it, that's the thing that yeah. That that's the thing that amazes me about like them finding, or you know, that one researcher discovering the fact that there's binary in you know the base elements yeah. of the universe like that you go well binary is great and all for computer systems and whatnot but how can it be that advanced for something as complex as the universe i mean again you know if it's if we are living in a simulation then it's literally just our perspective and understanding of what's around us and that could yeah. totally be made up right but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's like have you have you ever seen those Koch or Co or Koch snowflakes? Um, it's basically just a fractal pattern. If yeah. you type in fractal pattern on Google, they're fascinating to look at. But you know, it it could be a situation like that where like when you are looking into the stars, um, it could be like when you get far out, it could be just fractal patterns that are constantly repeating. That like maybe they don't become 
like a through like a three dimensional space until you occupy them, and then they like form like you know because like that's that sounds like some shit that some physicist would oh, say yeah. one time. I don't know. Well, I mean, you look at any computer game like a virtual world, and we've had this discussion about virtual uh, reality and stuff like that before. But you take a, a computer game like Second Life, and it's an open world game, and if you're inside one of the um, any of the worlds that are inside Second Life and you just start walking in one direction, you can go on almost infinitely because the computer yeah. will literally just fill in the gaps yeah, with yeah, the yeah. same repeated information. You're just you're you're basically fundamentally on a treadmill going nowhere. But it just yeah. times you and then of course you turn around immediately and walk straight back. It's gonna it's just going to time it and it's not going to give you any new information it's literally just going to show you the exact same thing for a certain amount of time until you finally get back to where you were again you know there's nothing to say that you know and that's the way that they coded it too is so that you know if there was nothing built there you could fundamentally walk forever but you're not going to find anything new there are some that do have limits but the ones that are fully open yeah you could fundamentally walk forever but you're just you're not going to there's going to be nothing out there it'd be almost yeah. an empty void and that's just this dimension so it's like what if what if that that's kind of like the fermi paradox of like if yeah. there is life out in the universe where are they it's like well it's because we're in a contained universe that only manifests itself around you when you enter its space yeah which will be a mindfuck <laughs> that'd be a great that would be a great discussion oh, no, to have I, with I, people who actually study that thing the all yeah, the time yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, Sean Carroll, man, yeah, that was a great podcast. Yeah, what was that, Aaron? Oh, nothing. I was just, I was gonna say, oh, that's just a comforting thought, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, oh yeah, nothing really matters. You're all just sitting. In, we're all just sitting inside of a computer simulation that we can't have any control over anyway. I'll, I'll fall asleep no, so no, nicely yeah, today. Well, to be, to be. Well, no, because the thing is, though, to me, that only opens up possibilities, man. Like, yeah, one option is that. It, it it lends itself to a nihilistic interpretation of life. But at the same time, again, if there is a code, that means that it's possible that there was a code or, or some some collective thing. And plus, again, we know nothing about consciousness. So I'm yeah. not saying that there is a god or, or that consciousness survives after the body. But what I am saying is that nobody can say that it doesn't, for but, sure. But that's just it, too, is... is for everything that we're talking yeah, about here... Yeah, but it here, gets back to the chicken and the egg. It doesn't... Just because there's a code doesn't mean there's a coder. Right. Just because what, you're but, even seeing it as a code doesn't mean that it's not just a random pattern. Like, no, God enough. particle, that's, that's co- where... God code, you know? Um, I still say right. that it doesn't change anything, whether it's a computer simulation yeah. or not. No, nothing's nothing's different. Yeah. Nothing changes. So it's a fun you know, thought experiment for sure. Except yeah. everything changes, man. The <laughs> only constant changes. is change. <laughs> yeah. That's true. But if we could actually have control <laughs> over, if it was a computer simulation, we could have control over it, exert control over our own simulation and our ability to interact inside the simulation to our desires, whatever that would be. So, so like, fun all the time. for example, I'd like to go fly, you know, and if I had full control yeah. over the simulation and I could fly, then that'd be a different story. But Damn Skippy. So here, yeah. Here's a question. If you could choose to go into your favorite video game as a character and be completely unaware that you were in a game playing the character that you so love to play. Would you do it? 
Call of Duty, bitches! That's what I'm saying. Hey, man. Tetris. You know? no. Yeah, but that, that calls Good into question. Christ. If you could do that and you went into a, a first-person shooter or something like that, <laughs> would you have only a certain amount of lives? Uh, no, and then what happens to really you when you run out of them? Tom Cruise you. movie where you just, yeah, you just respawn all over the place. Yeah, where it's like, you know those out-of-body experiences people have where you're floating above your body? It's just that for like 30 seconds. And boom, back at and it And then again. you're back at it again? Yep. Indefinitely? Uh... I don't know. That's a good. Question. I mean, that's that. It's that would be you. my concern: is the it, it being indefinite? Because yeah. you could be stuck in the same game, and you could beat it, and then then what? But not even that. Like, if you can't beat it, think I will be like an endless be. version of a really bad ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Even and by even the way, that movie than... that you're referencing, "Live Die Repeat," is actually what it's called now. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the Edge of Tomorrow. It's called "Live Die Repeat." But yeah, because yeah, that's what they stuck in giant font on all the posters. So well, was, why would anyone think it's called anything different? Nothing. That was the <laughs> name that they wanted to go with. So that's what the, they renamed it. So let's yeah, take the it is. But dumb, let's take man. the darkest that's scenes it. from Groundhog Day and just make a whole movie out of it. <laughs> right? <laughs> why not? Good movie anyway. Dude. All right. So on that note, we're gonna head out for today. Yep. Aye. More lots of uh, more more lots of. Yeah, lots of, more, lots of, <laughs> lots of also, new articles coming out constantly. I definitely need to sleep. Also, need to sleep. Brain of, watch out for flatworms in France. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Lots of new updates coming flatworms. out. We'll keep an eye on everything. Maybe we'll have another science discussion here soon. Till then, we will see you guys in the next episode. Say goodnight, fellas. Good night, flatworms. Good night, fellas. I hate flatworms. <laughs> see you, peoples. Good I just want to be aware, Matrix. <laughs> Aware. All right, that's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, follow on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, Be sure to check us out on the Facebooks and the Twitters, and we will see you all in the next episode.